You're listening to the Word Slinger Podcast, episode 133. You can't edit a blank page with Chuck Manley. This episode of the Word Slinger Podcast is brought to you by Draft to Digital. Convert your manuscript, distribute it online, and get support the whole way at drafttodigital.com. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the word slinger. Word slinger. Hey, <laughs> I recently got referred to as a uh, uh, sounding like a nighttime uh, talk show host by Joanna Penn. So, uh, thought I'd play that, that just a bit. <laughs> so, hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to my show, The Wordslinger Podcast uh, Yes, we I've gotten a lot of emails and uh, Facebook messages and uh, even uh, personal text messages uh, From people who heard my spot on the, uh, it's actually Draft Digital's spot, by the way <laughs> Who heard the spot on the uh, Creative Pen Podcast um, And I dig the groovy music in the background of that thing, you know Whatever. <laughs> Maybe I'll start putting that uh, behind my intros on uh, Wordslinger Podcast. So uh, we're gonna, this is officially uh, episode. We're gonna, okay, this is going to sound a little weird, but this is episode two of the video version of the podcast that's going on. Going to go up on uh, YouTube. I'm recording this uh, a, a full, solid week. In advance, uh, because I'll be traveling as of tomorrow uh, from my time. I'm going to be leaving tomorrow morning, uh, Friday. Um, I'm going to spend. Kara uh, and I are going to road trip it. We're going to go up to uh, Colorado um, by way of Waco. Uh, we're just going to kind of hang out in Waco, and uh, I know I got some folks around that area. We're, we're Kara and I are talking about our schedules a little to see if uh, there's a way to uh, do some visits. Uh, just chat with some folks. We're really only there for the one night, and we were we've kind of already planned everything we were gonna do, uh, dinner and that sort of thing. But um, hopefully, hopefully, so because <laughs> you know I love I love you know chatting everybody up. I love uh, meeting people out in the in, we'll say IRL because uh, that's what the kids say. Um, so this week, man, I'm uh, I'm talking with Chuck Manley. You're gonna enjoy this interview. Um, <laughs> I always call out his name. Uh, but you get to see Chuck on uh, on video, so make sure you go and check out the new YouTube channel. And you can find that at bit.ly slash wordslinger podcast. That's going to take you right to the uh, YouTube channel directly. Uh, please hit subscribe, and please hit the little bell uh, icon so that you can get notified every time a wordslinger podcast goes up. Um, I think that's going to be pretty cool. I'm right. I'm still kind of feeling things out as far as producing that. Uh, and I've had uh, lots of mentors to kind of talk me through a few things. I'm, I'm going to be digging a little deeper too. I'm talking, you know, I've, I've talked to uh, Joe and Kate Russo a little about how they operate their channel. Uh, they're putting in just ridiculous numbers of hours each week, but we got a different format show. <laughs> I produce my show in, in uh, interview format for uh, a variety of reasons. Um, but uh, I've also talked with uh, Tim Knox and uh, Dale Roberts. These guys have successful uh, YouTube shows, by the way. All three of these, uh, well, four, technically. Uh, I don't know why. I, Kate, I'm sorry. I apologize. I always 
mention you alongside Joe and then don't count you when I'm talking about your shows. <laughs> so I've talked to all four of these individuals um, about their three respective shows and uh, how they operate things uh, uh, for this this very podcast. So you're going to want to tune in for those in the future. Um, but that's all that's all housekeeping stuff we could have talked about after the interview. <laughs> At any rate, um, very excited about the YouTube thing, and uh, definitely check that out. And now I think what I'm going to do is hop right on in to this interview with Chuck Manley uh, so that you can get his pearls of wisdom. Uh, really enjoyed this interview. I hope you do too. And I'll, I'll stick around. We'll do some more housekeeping right after the, uh, the interview. See you there. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, all right. Today I am talking to uh, – now, the name is Legend. Actually, I keep uh, every time I turn around, some some bozo out there that I'm interviewing is telling me <laughs> you need to t- talk to uh, Chuck Manley. I and mean, how can I not want to talk to you, dude, with a name like Chuck Manley? So welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. I just want to say my, my name son, over and over again. <laughs> yeah, my son actually has a little bit better. His name is Jacob and we call him Jake. So he's Jake Manley. And Jake I keep Manley. I keep telling him he needs to be a private investigator when he grows up. Just hey, like no Jake kidding. Manley PI. <laughs> no kidding, man. That kid has to have a permanent fedora mounted to his <laughs> exactly, head. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh now I okay. All kidding aside, I mean, uh, you're you are an independent author, uh, like yes. me and many other people I talk to. Uh, so you're the you're the author of the Paragons trilogy. I did not mention that in the intro yet. Uh, among other things, you got some other things going on, including a podcast. Sure. You just told me. I do. I have the Story Shots podcast. It's a uh, ten or fifteen minutes long each episode, and it's basically just I take writing rules like show don't tell things like that. I try to drill down and really give examples of how to do that because back in the day when I was first getting into this, I'd ask, "Hey, how do you show don't tell?" and I'd get all this fluffy, "Oh, you have to feel the nuances of the words" kind of stuff, and and I was like, "That's just useless, man. You got to tell me what to do. I want nuts and bolts here." I so it's kind of like that. To be fair, I think you do have to feel the nuances of the word. I, I agree, <laughs> but you kind of know have to know what words to use first. <laughs> exactly. All right, so it's a it's a real quick uh, writing advice show. It is, and I and I touch a little bit on the, just the writer's lifestyle stuff too about work okay. ethic and you know things like that. It's just it's mostly for people who are just kind of getting into it and and maybe don't have their craft where it needs to be. Because right. right. when I first discovered uh, indie publishing, you know, the, the, the standing advice is go out, find the best books in your genre, read those books. But I don't think we mention enough that you should also find the crappiest books in your genre and read those too, to figure out why they're crap. (laughs) And I, I did that. And I've been doing that since before KDP, but, um, and I read some of these, these not so good books and I realized that they actually had really good ideas behind them. It's just the writer didn't have the nuts and bolts craft that they needed to, to get their idea across effectively. And I felt like, you know, that that's something I could help with. So, yeah. uh, so the story shots was born. I did a couple of guest hosts on uh, the Sterling and stone guys, smarter artists podcast. Yeah. And that is kind of what got me into it. And then when that went away, I decided to try and slip my own thing kind of into that, that space. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I used to do uh, their eight questions. Uh, I used to host that. Yeah. Yes. That's, so. I, I like that one too. And it also went away. It also went away. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, man. I was, I was doing too many podcasts as it was, honestly. You are <laughs> prodigious because I mean, your voice is, uh, you know, I could hear it anywhere and know exactly who was talking. <laughs> I've heard you a lot. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take it as a compliment. You or, should. Or you should. Morning, Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right so okay you're uh how long have you been doing this man how long have you been writing oh uh well there's a story there too of course uh i was it's about 1975 mm -hmm. i was eight years old uh lived in pasadena texas at the time actually Oh, okay all right and uh grounds. i uh i wrote a short story for my class i guess what third fourth grade i guess and um it was a halloween story and it was about me and my class going to a ghost town Okay. And everybody disappeared except for me. And I had to save the day, <laughs> but, uh, my teacher read it and she liked it so much. She read it to the class and then she showed it to the other teacher in the same grade as me. And she read it to her class and then they showed it to the principal and he put it on the bulletin board outside the uh, lunchroom doors, which yeah. for me at the time as an eight year old with a, we'll call it an excessively dramatic home life. That right. just was, that was like a, that made me feel like a rock star. And I've just had the, <laughs> I've had the bug ever since your first public publication. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's cool. I, I had a couple of experiences like that when I was in school that really kind of set me on the road. So. Exactly. When and then I wrote, uh, I wrote, I started writing, you know, those, uh, marble covered black and white primers used to oh, get yeah. back in school. Composition books. Yeah. The composition books. Yeah. I yeah. would actually sit down and write Hardy boys style mysteries with me and my best friend as the two characters cool. in those. And it just, you know, it's been snowballing ever since. <laughs> yeah. It's cool, man. That's very cool. Yeah. I used to do that. I used to do, uh, I used to ape the, uh, encyclopedia Brown stories. Oh yeah. I love those. There was another <laughs> one. Hitchcock actually had a, a three investigators line too, that I always liked a lot. There was a bunch of those back then. I don't, yeah. They're harder to find now. Yeah. It seems like uh, stuff like that. It was a little more fun back then. I think. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be a detective, you right. know, and right. now everybody wants to be a vampire or Harry Potter or something. Yeah. Well, let's so, go back to which is Which isn't bad, but <laughs> I kind of missed the whole, it was a lot more innocent then, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, it was, it was a lot more innocent then. Yeah, now to sound old. You, uh, <laughs> if it's like a, a private investigator television series or something, it's got to be dark and right, brooding, ultra realistic or something. I don't know what we're going for these days. Who wants realism? Nobody wants realism. Exactly, reality is overrated. That's kind of why we do this, right? That's the whole point. Yeah, <laughs> so when did when did you actually start uh, writing for for money? I mean, just uh, publishing. Um, I started submit i wrote my first novel i finished it oh gosh nah mid 90s i mm -hmm. guess um and i started you know i've been submitting short stories and things like that to, to the magazines back then and you know I, I collected my enormous stack of rejection letters and all that right. stuff i actually i have a handwritten rejection letter from marion zimmer bradley that was wow. the best one. yeah that was the best one That's i ever nice. got and she said she liked the story it just didn't fit you know blah 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 but uh, around about, oh gosh, late 90s, I'd been doing the submission thing for, you know, ever. I had one completed novel and a couple of other closet novels that were actually sitting in my closet right now still. But um, I just got fed up with the whole trad pub thing. I actually met a, a writer 
who was a friend of a friend. And he started telling me about the business side of actually being published and all that stuff. And it kind of depressed me <laughs> when he started right. laying it out for me. You know, right. he would tell me, yeah, I sold the rights to this. I optioned it to the, to a studio and they said they'd pay me this much. And by the time the publishers and everybody's agent and everything else, you know, got through with it and an actual check got to him, he said he'd lost like 70% of his money. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, well, you know, I, I loved writing and telling stories. So I kind of just got frustrated with it and I sort of refocused my efforts into more personal things. I could write for friends and family. I was real heavy into RPG gaming back then, tabletop gaming. Right. So for a long time, I just wrote scenarios for role-playing games that I would okay. give to friends and give to other friends to play at their tables and stuff like that. And then uh, in 2014, a buddy of mine that was actually a gaming buddy of mine, he told me about an anthology he thought I should submit to, a short story anthology. The, uh, the story I submitted got rejected, but through that experience, getting back into the publishing world, I discovered KDP and where we'd gone with the Kindle and all that stuff, and I haven't looked back since. Yeah. Uh, I just put up my sixth book, and I'm two books into a space opera series, and I started the draft on the third one yesterday. So Wow. That's cool. It's just, you know, been a long road, but I really like where I am now. I just got to figure out all this business stuff because I'm right. not businessy. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I don't business well. Yeah. Well. I'm better. I'm better than I was two years ago and not as good as I'll be next year, but yeah. it's still very difficult for me. Yeah. I, I can imagine <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, uh, how many books do you have out right now? Uh, I, the short story collection I just posted would be number six. And then my okay. first, my first three is a completed trilogy. I have a box set of that. So technically I have seven. Okay. And how, how do you uh, think of yourself? Are you a sci-fi author? Or are you, uh, what are you? I am. I like to think of myself as a speculative fiction writer. Okay. You know, right. speculative fiction that, is sort of that the old umbrella. Gym. Yeah. That little <laughs> umbrella catch all for anything fantastic in a book. I, I can pretty much write it. I've got ideas for thrillers that have like weird science type things like the Joe Ledger mm -hmm. series from Mawberry. And, you know, I've got more ideas and I've got lifetime to write them. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> the curse of the author. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you know, and everything I do, it tends to, I do have some straight up, you know, regular type thrillers in mind, but most everything I do tends to veer off into the weird at some point to some degree. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause that's just fun. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> if you're not going to have any fun with it, then why do it? <laughs> fun is rule one. Absolutely. Yeah. Always. So what is your, uh, what's your routine right now? What do you, uh, well, I am fortunate about? enough that I had a very career minded wife that I fooled into marrying me Okay, uh, about 20 years ago. So she, uh, she makes a good enough living that I am, I can stay home. Okay. and take care of the kids. So pretty much I get up at five 30 every morning. I get the wife and kids off to work in school. I'm at my desk by about nine ish. And, uh, I write the first part. And then after that, I, you know, like right now I'm struggling with the AMS, uh, Amazon marketing ads. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just do the, do the businessy stuff later in the afternoons, uh, like tomorrow afternoon, I'm supposed to go to a local radio station and read some flash fiction pieces that I've got for the college radio, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But man, then I uh, pick my kids up and, or my kids come home on the bus in the afternoon and I'm dad after that. 
yeah it's not a bad gig man <laughs> no that's that's the way you want to do it you know i mean yeah well it's good you you have kind of a, the buffer there but are you uh how are things going you don't have to give me numbers or anything here but i mean how are things going with uh book sales oh i'll be happy to give you numbers because they're you not do, that impressive um they actually this year has been pretty good. It's been my best year so far. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't done well up to now, mainly because I was, you know, still getting my feet wet and learning yeah. about marketing and stuff. But this is the first year that I'll, I will actually have a four figure year. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I figure two and a half years in that's, that's probably average. I would guess. I don't I'd know. That's probably pretty average. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, they recently made some changes to the, the uh k or the ku stuff and right. uh right now i'm seeing a dip because i think things are drying up a little bit on that respect and yeah but i mean you know like i said it's better than it was two years ago and hopefully not as good as it'll be next year exactly so right. it's this is a this is a marathon not a sprint so are you uh you exclusive you're at i am ex i'm exclusive at the moment i actually have now that i've got a little bit of a backlist i want to dip my toe into the wider pool yeah. So the first book in my space opera series is coming out next month and I'm actually going to, I think that's how we connected. Actually, I'm going to go with draft to digital to oh, uh, yeah. try and get myself out there in the world. Cause I figure they can help me with the, all the stuff that I have trouble with. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, you still got to do your marketing and that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they can, they can like get it formatted and distribute it and do yeah. all that. And that's all that. Yeah. The biggest yeah. thing is the time. You know, if, right, if, right. if I didn't have to sleep, I could probably do all of this stuff and learn all of this stuff myself. But yeah. at some point I have to step away from the keyboard. <laughs> and right. According to my wife, I don't do it nearly enough already. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I get a little bit of that myself, you know, between, yeah. uh, the, between the books and draft to digital work, you know, I, I kind of spend a, a, probably a little more time than I yeah. should. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you, man. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So, all right. So you're okay. You're now you're planning to go wide. That's cool. I mean, yeah. that's, you got a strategy for how you're going to do that yet, or is it just, I mean, you're well, going to do promotions of any kind or I will, but I want, I'm kind of hoping I can talk to the folks at draft to digital and they can mm -hmm. sort of give me some guidance into how to approach that. Cause when you're all in with Amazon, yeah, really AMS is the way to go. Cause yeah. you know, you've got that base that's already there to buy something. Right. So I was going to kind of ask around and get some advice before I actually, you know, put anything out there. And, and uh, but I, th there will be some promotion. I'm just going to have to figure out the best way to approach it as I get closer to the time. I, I will tell you. So, so, you know, everybody's falling back on Facebook ads and I, I think you can still milk that uh, a little. Um, I had a conversation with an author uh, a few days ago. She's not on the show. I didn't interview her for the show, although I probably should. Um, she's got about 70 books out. What here's what I know. I know. Dude, I used to go around like, yeah, I got like 40 books out and, uh, you know, revel in the praise. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm minor, I'm minor. Uh, but, uh, she's, she's got about 70 books out. And what she told me was she runs, uh, Amazon ads exclusively, even though yeah. she's wide and she still sees an uptick every time she has an ad. That is the only one I'm running right now. I've done yeah. Facebook. I've done all the like book gorilla and yeah. free book. See, I've done all those list things and I've never had a book, Bob, 
but uh Don't right now me. i just got my first book published. did you really yeah, like, congratulations <laughs> i think that that's like throw a party kind of congratulations it is i've kept that it kind is of so hard to do. <laughs> that is yeah. awesome man nah but, yeah well and that i thought it was interesting because she was saying she she's wide um she sees an uptick on her other channels. So I don't know how that's translating. We're, we're, I, I have a theory it might be tied in because, you know, Amazon is a search engine. So it might be tied in with, uh, you know, somehow I asked her if she had Google, oh. Analytics, you know, go yeah. check and see where her traffic's coming from. And that's uh, a good point. Yeah. So hmm. good, good. I will definitely keep that in mind. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> let me know if you, if you start experience, it's, it's harder for me to, um, I'm going to start running more of those ads. All right, did you do like Brian Meeks's course? Actually, it was, it, that's what got me into it was okay. your interview with him. Okay. And uh, I right. bought the, I bought the book and uh, I've been reading it and it. And so far I've read enough of it that I've reworked the uh, product descriptions on both my series starters. Yeah. And I'm kind of looking at the covers now to see if I need to tweak those too. But right. that's, that's a very useful book. But still, as as well as he explains it, the numbers. Once I see those numbers, it's my my, my brain gets a little dizzy, no, I'm and, and I and I start thinking whiskey is, tastes good. You know, that's exactly. <laughs> exactly. You and I are on the same page. All of so I'm looking at your covers, and I think your covers pretty good. I don't think. Well, thank you. Thank anything, you. Anything uh, special that you need to do? Um, they're consistent. You know, they look like. Yeah, I try. I tried to keep them branded. Yeah. Know? That's good. That, and I, that was a mistake I made early on was I didn't, I did not try to keep my work branded and I didn't, you know, didn't even think about it. Even though I was a marketing guy at the time, I, I didn't think about it. Oh, well, you should have seen my first book description. It was like a chapter out of the book. I mean, it yeah. was, I mean, it was just this huge oh, yeah. long block of text. Yeah. I thought I, I had to use every single character. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, my, my work history is in healthcare and electronics. I've never done anything business related in my life. Right. So this is all new territory to me. Healthcare, so, um, man. Yeah. Just think of it like healthcare. You, uh, you know, I'm sure there's an analogy there. Well, <laughs> I worked in surgery, so my patients were all asleep with tubes down their throats. Right. <laughs> so there wasn't a lot of communication okay. going on. <laughs> your, book, uh, your book copy is the patient. <laughs> they have an excess of something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, I have, I have yeah. cut the last one. The one I posted yesterday is cut substantially. Yeah. I've decided now I'm going to try and just keep them under 150, uh, 50,000, 150 words. If I can just keep yeah, them that's nice. probably not a bad idea. Yeah. There's a whole formula. You can not formula. I hate p telling people that, um, you know, I, I, I don't do this for just anyone these days. I only do this on referral, uh, because, and I'm very expensive. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I write, I write book descriptions, uh, for some pretty well-known authors out there yeah. and I have a kind of formula of sorts. I need to probably boil it down. You know, there's, I got links to, to, uh, how to write a good book description on, on draft digital. Well, sure. I will, I will keep that. Yeah. I'll definitely <laughs> read that for sure. Yeah. I'm going to put that, that down in the uh, show notes, uh, description. Okay. So, um, not to veer off too much, but so you're, okay. So you're, you're pretty much, you're a one man shop right now. You're, you're handling your covers or do you design your covers? Or are you, uh, are you I, um, designed the first one. I did that one myself with a little help from a buddy of mine here in town. The mm -hmm. rest of them are either he helped me, he did them for me or I used uh, 99 designs. Okay. 
and there is one the first uh, the cover from the first Brace Cordova book that's actually a pre-made I got off of a for like 40 bucks I got off one of the pre-made sites and then I'm branding off of that one for the rest of them through 99 designs okay that's the uh Cordova vector is that, that is correct yeah, yeah the Cordova vector which is is, is quite a cool cover and I do see the I see some elements in the uh the books that follow so yeah, there's That's only the cool. one after that. So yeah, yeah I see, but I I'm going to try and keep the font the same and, you know, yeah. stuff like that down the road. No, There'll I be five books in that series. So yeah. Yeah. No, that, 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 I think it's a good job. It's very definitely sci-fi. It's got a great look to it. So. Good, good work. I'm looking at walking worlds and the very first thing that comes up in my brain is walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I can see that for but sure. But it does have that look by the way. Like it has that, not the bleakness of it, but it, it kind of looks like it might tie in. So you have yeah. one zombie story in that book. Uh, there, there, there is a, there's a epic fantasy story in that book that has some, some zombie like bad guys in it. So, okay, there you go. We'll, we'll count that. In. We'll count that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're, um, all right. You worked in the medical field. You were a surgeon. No, I was not a surgeon. I was a, I was a cardiovascular technologist okay. before, before that I worked in mental health care. Okay. Um, so yeah, basically I operated, uh, life support equipment in uh, cardiac and trauma surgery. I see. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. That's, uh, that's interesting. I have, uh, uh, this is nothing to do with you. I have a pacemaker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, well, my wife so. is actually a pacemaker specialist. Oh, is she? Uh, okay. Yeah. Pacemakers and uh, internal defibrillators and stuff I like need, that. I need to ask, and we need to ask her, like, why are they not? Is anyone going to ever make a pacemaker that can be charged by induction instead of me having to go under the knife every, you know, ten years? There, that's something that that they're, they're working on. They're trying to, um, they're trying to get it to where you don't. They're trying to make them as non-invasive as possible. Where basically, right. once they're in, you slip it in the pocket, you stitch them up, and they're fire and forget. You know, that's you don't ever I'm, have to go back in. That's what I want. I'm not looking yeah. forward to having to go back and no, it's it's a it's it's a pain. It's a huge <laughs> huge pain. That's it. We're so off trail. So uh, I don't worry about it, man. You're uh, you, so you're writing um, primarily sci-fi. You're speculative fiction. Okay. Yeah, right. I'll give you that one. Um. <laughs> well, like the 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 Cordova books are very much space opera. One hundred percent. They're fire. Right. It's Firefly with aliens. Basically, oh, okay. that's the tagline. Uh, the first book, though, the first one I did in KDP, I made the mistake of it's it doesn't fit real well into one genre. Okay, it's uh, I like to call it my science fiction thriller with superhero icing and horror sprinkles. Okay. It's a big cupcake. My science, right. yeah, and uh, so it's got a little bit of everything in there, but it but it also fit you know super it fits in Amazon under the superhero and contemporary fantasy categories. Right. So right. I got some in the fantasy set. I got some in the science fiction set. So I just put that speculative fiction umbrella over all of it. And, and I get bored writing in one genre. Right. That's where the, that's actually where the walking world sort story collection came out. Cause between books, you know, I, I'm sick of sci-fi. I'm going to sit down and write an epic fantasy short story to sort of cleanse the mental palate before right. I go back to the next book on that series, you know? So then I just collected all those into a book and I thought, well, let's just, you know, I just really, that's an experiment. I, Cause I went and looked at short story collections and they're all centered around a theme. Right. And I was kind of like, well, a lot of people who read sci-fi also read fantasy. There's a lot of crossover. So I thought the hell with it. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to see if people like the variety, they can kind of pick and choose. 
and just kind of see how it does. So. Right. Right. That's uh, yeah. That's a familiar sounding story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. Right. All right. So you're uh, well, you got, you said you got another book uh, uh, in the works right now. Yeah. It'll be the third book in the Brace Cordova series. It's called okay. the Cordova Pursuit. All right. So you, when you are, uh, you write every single day, I take it. Pretty much. Some, yeah. so I'll take the weekends off sometimes, but um, depends on what's going on with the family when they're home. Really, uh, like a word count you're aiming for? Or how do you? Uh, I try. I have a hard time sleeping if I don't hit a thousand words a day. Okay. If I hit more than 2,000, that's a really good day. So okay. um, that's kind of, you know, that's a good pace for me. That's, you know, and I tell people, man, that's, it's, we always, we, we come across a lot of folks who are pretty obsessed with, you know, they want to do like five or 10,000 words a day and, you know, how to do 5,000 words an hour. Like I want to strangle uh, Chris Fox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Chris, I'm mostly, you know, <laughs> I, I respect that. I respect the ability to do that. I just, you know, my books end up being like nine, I think they average about 90,000 words yeah, each. Yeah, yeah. And so they're longer books, which I don't know, I kind of have that slow and steady wins the race attitude, mm -hmm. you know? So, and I'm not saying, I actually believe a lot of times that writing fast is, is you actually can get some better writing doing it quick than when you're taking too much time to think about it. Right. Because right. I know that when I'm in, when I'm really into it and I get in that zone, I put out good stuff and the, and the copy is pretty clean. Granted, I've right. been doing this for 40 years, but still, right. I think that once you hit that certain mental groove that you just, you know, they just, the words just come. And right. I think guys like Chris, they know how to get into that groove and stay there. Right. Yeah. And that, good. that's my problem is I get well, distracted. And I want to be clear. I wasn't, I didn't mean to sound like I was criticizing a thousand words a day. I was going, Oh no, no, I know you weren't. I know you weren't. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I, I, that I wish I could do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, and that's the thing. I, I think if people could, can commit to it, any number, even if it's 500 words a day. Yeah, I uh, agree. You're, you're going to have good output uh, throughout the course of a year. So yeah, everybody's life is different too. You yeah, know, I, I do that many words a day because I can, because I'm fortunate enough to be in the situation I'm in. But you know, I've I've talked to people who have who are single parents and have full time jobs, and you know, they're lucky to get 250, right. 300 words in a day. Right. Um. So, but I tell them, we'll just keep doing that. You know, yeah. at the end of 365 days, you got a novel. That's you know, right. so That's right. it's like, a, it's my loose change theory, man. Cause everywhere yeah, I go, a good one. I pick up, uh, you know, anytime I see a penny or a nickel or whatever, I pick it up and, you know, maybe some days I only see a penny, but at the end of a, a month, I might've picked up $20 and change just because, you know, some days are better than others. And, you know, as long as there's that forward progress. <laughs> exactly. It's all about forward momentum. That's, yeah. that's the catchphrase. And you know what? I, I, the backspace key is your enemy. It really is. <laughs> right. You want to elaborate on that? Tell me what you mean. Well, you know, because like uh, I'm, I'm better about it, but I remember a long time ago I, when I first discovered word processors, Yeah. because I started out writing pen and paper, then I went to typewriters, then word processors came along and I started using those and I realized, wait, I just misspelled that word. Holy crap. Yeah. I can just go dab, dab, dab and fix it. Yeah. So for years I did that. And then when I started doing this uh, professionally, I guess I can say that now. Yeah, I can say that yeah. now. Yeah, you're um, making money at it? I am making money at it. So there you're, you go. You're doing it professionally. Um, I realized that I, would, I was kind of editing and, and at the same time, 
and I, and I realized how much time I wasted going backwards when I should be going forwards and just correcting it, you know, in the, in the editing phase down the road. Right. right. And uh, so I wish there was some way I could just like turn off the backspace key while I'm working. Cause even now I've tried to discipline myself about it and I still, you know, if I catch something, it'll just, it'll be like a little doubt ferret just niggering at my brain and it just, ugh. Yeah. And I'll have to go back and fix it. So, and that right. slows you down because then you have to get back on track to where you were when you started backspacing. Right. Yeah. So it's, I yeah, imagine no, a lot I, of people do that. I tell, yeah, that's exactly right. That's a, that's one of my pieces of advice for authors is don't, you know, just do not edit as you go. Like don't edit as you write. Um, it doesn't just slow you down by half, by the way. It's like exponentially. It is. You, know, it is. you end up just kind of ruining your flow and you don't half the time you won't get the book done. I have a, a good friend of mine. I used to tell people he, he's been working on the same book for 10 years, but he informed me he's actually been working on it for 20 years. Wow. So, <laughs> but it's, it's letter perfect to the point he's written to. <laughs> <laughs> for all the good that does anyway. So you're giving little bits of wisdom in your new podcast. What, uh, you got something you, what, what, what would be a, um, a tidbit, a pearl of wisdom you could share with uh, the writing audience. Um. Oh gosh, there's your best oh, piece. Let's dig out your best, your gem. Uh, the best piece of advice I would give somebody who's like been at it a while or just getting started. Or let's start. Let's start with just starting. What would you tell the will be author? You're gonna suck. All right. You're. I mean, it's just. <laughs> uh, I, I love you, but that's the way it's gonna go. Uh, yeah. You have to give yourself permission to be bad and finish what you start, even though it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot edit a blank page, you know, right. I mean, the Mythbusters proved you can polish a turd. So if <laughs> you can do that, you can go back and fix whatever was bad in your manuscript, but don't get hung up on it. Not being, you know, your writing idols work right out of the gate. Cause it'll never be that. Right. So, you know, allow yourself to be bad and finish what you start. That's what I would say to people who are just wanting to write their first novel or whatever. Yeah, no, that's great. But you got now. Okay. So you, <laughs> you might have advice for the advanced nov novelist. You want to, uh, well, I, you know, Same that, <laughs> maybe because the thing about it is, let's say like you've obviously been doing a while. I've been doing it a while. Mm -hmm. It's going to depend. You might need a separate piece of advice than I would need. I would need that's to read, right one of your books to see, you know, right. Okay. You, you're a little shaky here. And I would give you advice on that. And then you could read one of mine and do the same thing. I'm sure. I know right. I'm bad about repetitive stuff. Yeah. Like I'll you use the same word in a paragraph kind of thing. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just the way my brain's wired. So, you know, people who've been at it a while, it's going to be, um, it's going to be different depending on that writer's style. Now, the mm -hmm. one thing I will say to anybody who's been at it a while and is discovering self-publishing for the first time is you have to come to a point where your book becomes your product. Yeah. You have to put on that business hat and that's hard for a lot of people. There's a pretty uh, active literary community here in Huntsville, my town here. And um, that's something I have to tell a lot of those guys. Most of them are younger. So they've still got that. This is my precious baby and it should never be, you know, it should be gilded and worshiped and yada, yada, yada. Right. And I'm like, no, what you have there, if you're interested in selling it is a product that you better make sure the public is going to want to read. Exactly. You know, yeah. and you have to get mercenary about it. Right. So yeah. that would be, I think 
that advice that I would give. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, and uh, people who want to get more of that advice, uh, they can, where they can they find your uh, podcast? It's called the Story Shots Podcast. It's available on iTunes and Stitcher, also at Libsyn, which hosts it. Uh, new episodes come out every Friday, except last Friday because I'm a doofus and I messed up and it didn't come out till today. <laughs> <laughs> so they're get, so whoever's listening gets two this week. All right, and uh, and yeah, that's where that's available. And then uh, you can also find out more about it at uh, www.cstephenmanley.net which is my website and it has links to all my books and Perfect. my podcast excellent well we'll check it out man all right um so we're we're gonna wrap things up uh everybody listening uh i appreciate you hanging out and i'm glad you got to tune in for this particular interview because uh, again i keep hearing this guy's name everywhere i go uh <laughs> on all those shows where you hear my voice those guys after the fact they're like Chuck Manley, man. That's all. That's all. My, he's wife, my wife got a real kick out of when you sent me the email. She read it and she got a real kick out of that. Your name is Legend thing. And she, she's like, yeah, in your head, man. <laughs> we all have to be our own legends, man. That's all true. Right. So, okay, everybody, you hang out. You're probably hearing the uh, groovy bridge music right now. You may dance in place at will, and I will uh, fill you in with a little bit of housekeeping right after this. Thanks a lot for being on the show, man. You bet. I appreciate you having me, Kevin. All right. That was my interview with Chuck Manley. Uh, I hope you were dancing there at the end. I, uh, I, I do. <laughs> and unlike Conan O'Brien, not only I may dance, <laughs> which if you're a, if you are a Simpsons fan, you'll get that reference. Uh, so, uh, and please let me know that you did. So uh, th- that was a great interview, and uh, Chuck had a lot to say. In fact, it, this was one of those interviews that... Um, I got more sound bites for his potential quote for his interview card uh, than I'm really going to be able to use. So, <laughs> um, I should also tell you that uh, as of as of Nick Thacker's interview last week, um, actually, now I've got a few more of these uh, floating around too that were audio only. But as of Nick's interview last week, I have started doing uh, what I'm calling the Word Slinger After Show, which I I think I briefly mentioned. Um, last episode but this is going to be a uh, a special treat for people who support me on patreon so you'll be able to uh get access to this it's going to be a growing library of these things i don't know how i'm going to handle it yet i've uh i'm still working out details on the best way to approach uh offering this material to people um i do know that i want it to be exclusive to the folks who are uh, supporting the show via patreon um because you know, I gotta offer you guys something, uh, and I do appreciate the the uh, the money been uh, throwing my way, and it helps with the production of the show and overhead of the show. So, I do appreciate that. If you'd like to become a Patreon subscriber, a subscriber supporter, uh, you can do that at wordslingerpodcast.com. Click on the little Patreon logo. You can also do it. I've I've got a link now. I should have been giving out all along. Um, if you go to uh, patreon.com slash Kevin Tomlinson. Now, that may change in the future. Um, so, uh, go, you know, that's where you start now. I'm actually thinking of, uh, uh, I want everything to be Wordslinger focused. So, uh, that that original, there was a whole backstory to this channel. There's a, there's a reason why this channel was neglected for so long, guys. <laughs> um, uh whatever uh yeah you know it's a cobbler's kids thing i, I love to help people get uh, get you know their strategy in place so that they can 
you know, promote themselves and do their thing. Uh, I've been doing this for clients and authors for years, and uh, I just didn't didn't uh, focus on my own stuff. And that's that's the da- that's a danger, <laughs> by the way. So you need to make sure you take care of yourself. It's that it's the airplane uh, analogy. If you're if you're on an airplane, they tell you, you know, if, if uh, in the case of uh, in case of depressurization, the uh, the mask will fall from the ceiling, and you need to place the mask on yourself before you help the person next to you. Right? Take care of your own needs so that you're in a better position to take care of the needs of others. And I'm a big believer, a big fan of um, that that Zig Ziglar principle of, you know, you can get anything you want out of life if you're willing to help enough other people get what they want. That is a uh, an ongoing mantra of mine, and uh, I do help everyone as much as I possibly can. Sometimes I fail at it, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not always very good at, uh, at, uh, at doing some of the things that people need me to do for them, but I try. Uh, but you know, I have to be able to, I have to be at a place where I have the resources and the ability and the energy, uh, and the capabilities, you know, I have to take care of myself in order to uh, do that. I haven't been taking care of myself in certain respects. Uh, but uh, I've been changing that. I've been uh, I'm I'm losing some weight. I'm feeling better, looking better. I uh, I'm getting a little more exercise. I need to get a lot more exercise. And um, you know, I'm taking care of other parts of my life as well, including the Wordslinger podcast. Some of the uh, deficiencies there. So, and it's all for you guys. <laughs> I mean, it's for me. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's for me and for Kara, uh, for our family, and for my career. Uh, but, you know, you guys are a part of that, so I appreciate you sticking around. If you want to support the show on Patreon, please do that. Go to wordslingerpodcast.com. It's the easiest way to do this. Wordslingerpodcast.com. Click on the logo. That's always going to link to the most current version, whatever I decide to do in the future. So you'll be able to do it there. All funds are appreciated. They do go toward the overhead of the show. Um, you can also support us on iTunes. If you go to iTunes and look up the show, you can leave a review. Uh, four and five star reviews are kind of cool and uh, they also they help with the discoverability of the show so if you uh, if you don't mind <laughs> pop in there and and leave us a review um, and uh, tell tell me what you like about the show tell me what you're getting out of it you know not not just this episode but tell me what uh, the show means to you how it's benefiting you in your life in your career um, I'd love to hear that Um Above and beyond that, uh, you can also support the show. This is my favorite way. Um, as you may or may not know, <laughs> I am a best-selling and award-winning thriller author. And you can support the show, support me and the show, if you check out my books. If you go to uh, kevintomlinson.com slash books, you can uh, certainly pick up a copy of something worth reading. Uh, I got a catalog of about, there should be close to 40 books on that page. Um some go in and out of circulation as I try different strategies. Uh, it's just the way it is. <laughs> but you can you can definitely find everything that's current on that site, uh, including my Dan Kotler thrillers. Uh, there are three and a half of those right now, um, three full length and a novella. I've got a fourth full length that is in progress if I can ever uh, <laughs> stop traveling. <laughs> Actually, I've been doing a lot more with it. Uh, th- this one's different. I'm just going to throw that out there. This one's, I'm doing some, some things a little different with this book. Uh, if you've been paying attention to me for any length of time, you know that I do crazy little challenges here and there. So I'm doing some different stuff with this book, and that has slowed things down just a little as I kind of figure a few things out. Uh, 
but I think you're going to enjoy the results. So definitely check out my books. Uh, and if you've read anything of mine, I appreciate reviews on Amazon in particular. Goodreads. <clears throat> There's kind of a better integration with um, Goodreads and, and Kindle right now. I had to pause and clear my throat. There's a better uh, integration now with Kindle and Goodreads um, so that you can, uh, there's a whole tracking thing going on. I, I haven't really dug in to find out what the benefits of that are for the uh, author, uh, but I'm guessing there are going to be a few. So pretty cool stuff. Um, at any rate, next up. <laughs> I'll be back from uh, Colorado Springs. I'll be producing. I'm going to try to do this again, actually. I think this is very beneficial to produce like two or three episodes in a week. Um, and that that gives me a gap. As long as I can con continue to do at least an episode a week after that, <laughs> then I'm always, I'm always got a buffer, right? So I'm thinking smarter, doing smarter stuff. Um, at any rate, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're having a wonderful uh, week and weekend. Um, I, uh, and, and, you know, please be careful out there. Take care of yourselves. Um, a word on, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening. I just saw a news story today about two kids who were arrested because uh, they had been planning a um, an attack on their school. Um, you know, they were going to use explosives. They, they were targeting specific teachers and specific students and you know, thank God, uh, someone heard, someone noticed, fellow students, you know, heard about this and reported it, um, and it was stopped before it happened. Um, we live in an interesting time, which is an ancient Chinese curse, but it's also, uh, the reality of it is, um, there are, there are a lot of crazy things happening in the world. Uh, I was, I've had this conversation with my wife several times, but, you know, we can't allow ourselves to be, um, locked away you know, uh, to stop living our lives for fear that by living them, we're going to, you know, see their end. <laughs> if we're going to meet with tragedy, we're going to meet with, uh, you know, death basically out, out in the world. Um, these things are, are beyond our control. So the best that we can do with our lives is to decide, uh, this is how I live. This is what I stand for. These are the principles I live by. And, uh, I'm going to go out and live, and whatever happens, I will deal with as it happens. Uh, you can't stop, you know, the random tragedy from happening. You're never going to be able to stop the guy who decided to plow through the crowd in uh, in, in his van. Uh, you can't plan for that, you know. You can't plan for the kids who blow up their school. You can't plan for airplanes crashing into buildings. You just can't. You can't plan for it as an individual. You may be in a position, you know, maybe you're with the uh, CIA, FBI, uh, Homeland Security. Maybe you're with one of the alphabet agencies and you're, you're in a position to plan for that. And uh, God bless you. I hope I hope every success for you. Um, if I can help, let me know. <laughs> I don't know how I could, but <laughs> thriller author. Um, but uh, you, you, the, as individuals, you know, we have control only over who we are, you know, the choices we make and, uh, you know, how we deal with the consequences of those choices. That's, that's really pretty much all we have actual control over. So uh, it's all about our choices, all about our, our, uh, our sort of inner dynamics, our uh, principles. And if, you've, if you lead a principled life, if you leave a, you know, a purpose-driven life, uh, to use one phrase, but, I mean, if you decide who you are and how you respond, you know, you can practice your responses in advance even in your head. Uh, so spend no time worrying. Spend all your time 
developing those principles and uh, deciding exactly who you are and how you react uh, and uh, what your choices are going to be. And you're going to live a pretty fulfilling life. So that's just something I wanted to throw in at the end. And I'm I, uh, sorry if it kind of dragged on a little. <laughs> but I do appreciate you sticking around to hear it. Um, hope you're having, again, hope you're having a great week. Hope you're having a great weekend. God bless each and every one of you. And I'll see you all next time. Slinger.